Warriors, this is the Epilepsy Spectrum, your short and sweet stop for all things epilepsy. I'm your host, Tiff the Titan, and thank you for joining this collaborative journey into overcoming epilepsy. If this is your first time here, then welcome to the Epilepsy Tribe. We connect here every week to learn from each other, embrace epilepsy in our lives, foster community and relationships, and promote advocacy, and highlight what's new with epilepsy. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you had a great week. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jim Abrams. He is known in Hollywood for the movies Airplane and the Naked Gun series with Leslie Nielsen, First Do No Harm with Meryl Streep, Hot Shots with Charlie Sheen, and he's also an executive producer of my documentary film about a young girl living with a severe form of epilepsy. But more importantly, Jim is a steward for the epilepsy community. He founded an organization called the Charlie Foundation for Ketogenic Therapies. Jim, thank you for joining us today. Well, it's my pleasure, and I'm so glad that you're going to focus on this. Well, it's been a long time since we've talked last, so I was really excited to catch up with you today. How's everything been going? Everything is, you know, the secret for me is the years go by. Is just take down all the mirrors in my place so I don't have to look at myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so as long as I don't see myself in the mirror, everything's going great. I'll take that to heart as I get older, okay? Well, that's the general rule. The first mirrors (laughs) I took down were the ones across from the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how's Charlie doing these days? Is he still seizure-free? Yeah, Charlie is still, uh, he's been seizure-free for, I think, like 22 years, something like that. Wow. And never taken another anti-epileptic drug, and he eats whatever he wants. He hasn't been on any kind of diet therapy. He's a um, school teacher now. Oh, that's awesome. Well, for those that are listening that may be unfamiliar with your story, tell us a little bit about your family's journey with epilepsy and how that led to the Charlie Foundation. Absolutely. So when Charlie was about one year old, he started having at first subtle and then not so subtle seizures. And so we started taking him to see pediatric neurologists. And Charlie had seizures in the arms of the chief of pediatric neurology at UCLA Los Angeles Children's Hospital, at Boston Children's Hospital, Seattle Children's Hospital, and they were all unanimous in what his treatment would be. They said, you have drugs, and then there's surgery, brain surgery, and then you're out of luck. And so we gave him every drug that was available in 1993, anti-epileptic drug, Mm -hmm. Um, and they didn't work, so we he did have a, a brain surgery, and that didn't work, and that was a pretty horrific experience. Sure. And so we were pretty much told we were out of luck. And so one day when we were seeing his main pediatric neurologist at UCLA after the appointment, I went down into the UCLA Medical Library and started looking for something for some solution or not even a solution i was trying to figure out how does charlie and how did the rest of us in his family make it through life 
while he has a prognosis of continued seizures and what they call back then progressive retardation. Mm-hmm. And when I started doing some research, it was kind of stunning because in all the epilepsy texts going back at that time for at least 75 years, there was a lot of information about this ketogenic diet. And the diet was developed at the Mayo Clinic in 1921. It was as a treatment for pediatric epilepsy. And if you look back at all the data that I could find that was published, the results of the diet is from one-third of the kids who were put on a ketogenic diet who had bad seizures like Charlie, multiple daily seizures and all that. About one-third had their seizures go away, and another third were significantly improved, and for about a third of the kids who tried the diet, it didn't work. But I kind of thought, how could that be? How, you know, that's pretty stunning to come across such a successful treatment, and yet none of these people we had taken Charlie to see had told us, mentioned a word about diet. So I kept doing some research, and there was actually one, this was 1993, and there was one paper that had been published in 1992 in Epilepsia, which is the premier American epilepsy medical journal. Right. And in that in that publication, in that paper, it was written by Johns Hopkins, and they said they had tried the diet on 58 consecutive kids who were, you know, real bad seizures and multiple daily anti-epileptic drugs. They had 29% of those kids become seizure-free. So I and another 30 or 40% had significantly reduced seizures. So I called the doctor from Johns Hopkins who wrote the paper. His name was John Freeman. And I told him about Charlie and he said, send Charlie's medical records. And I did. And then he said, well, bring Charlie out and we'll try the diet with him. And John was lucky enough, fortunate enough to still have working with him, his dietician, whose name was Millicent Kelly. And Mrs. Kelly had been working with the ketogenic diet on kids with difficult-to-control seizures since the 1940s. Mm. And she was on the verge of retirement, but she was still employed at Hopkins. So Nancy and I flew Charlie out to Hopkins and put him on the diet. At the time, he was having like a dozen seizures a day and was on four anti-epileptic medicines. He's about 21 months old. Mm. And when we started the diet, his seizures started to diminish like immediately, it seemed. And they were gone in two days. Mm. And then he was weaned off all four of his anti-epileptic medicines within a month. So he went from being this sick, drugged little baby mm. to the Charlie we had known. And, you know, he had stopped walking, he started walking, and then eyes got bright again. And so um, at first, we weren't sure how to react to all that. And first you think, oh, no, this can't be. Right. But as, as we started to trust that the diet was working as well as it did, all of a sudden I looked around and realized that there's a world epilepsy population of over 60 million people. And back then, Charlie was probably one of a dozen people anywhere in the world who was on a ketogenic diet for any reason. It just wasn't well known. So we started the Charlie Foundation in 1994 to raise awareness of the diet and educate people about the diet so they could make an informed joint decision with their 
physician of the next treatment. Or, and that's an much. that's an amazing story. I can't believe that they weren't as informed about the ketogenic diet because mm-hmm. I think in the twenties is when the ketogenic diet was actually really discovered. Correct. Um, I, I did a, a podcast recently about the history of epilepsy. It's kind of surprising that that wasn't ever attempted before it was. Well, what happened, I think, too, is because during the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, it was one of the first things they try with kids with difficult to control seizures. But then they started inventing drugs, more drugs. And it's easier to take a pill and certainly easier to prescribe a pill than do a rigorous diet. Mm-hmm. And the diet started to fade into extinction. Like I said, when Charlie started the diet, you know, there was just a small handful of Yeah. What does the Charlie Foundation do? Well, our mission since the get-go has been to get information to people, objective information to people about epilepsy treatment and in particular diet therapy treatment for, for epilepsy so that people can inform themselves about diet therapy and then can make a decision for themselves about what their next treatment option should be. When I think back about what happened to Charlie, as rough as it is to think about what he went through, Mm -hmm. it's equally rough to understand that everything they did was unnecessary. If somebody had informed us, any one of these folks had informed us about diet therapy, we absolutely would have tried it much earlier in that whole year of seizures and drugs and surgery on his one-year-old developing brain wouldn't have happened. So, and and there are lots of people who are in our position. Like I say, there's a world epilepsy population, 60 million people, and most of those people start having their seizures as kids. Mm -hmm. So our main objective since the get-go, it's just been get information to people so that they can inform themselves and then have a discussion with their neurologists or decide on what their next move should be in in dealing with their epilepsy. So to that end, we sponsor lots of conferences and organize lots of conferences, both in the United States and globally, for ketogenic diet therapies that are mostly attended by scientists and doctors we usually have a family day and stuff. So this is a way to get the word further out there. Our website is very thorough. It not only talks about the ketogenic diet, but lists hospitals around the globe where they have good ketogenic diet centers. We sponsor a keto diet calculator that helps people calculate how to do the diet. There's a explanation of, and I know that you wanted to get into this, mm-hmm. there's an explanation of the less restrictive forms of the ketogenic diet, which are available usually for adults because the diet is restrictive and very. the ketogenic diet is very restrictive and difficult. And part of the reason I think more adults aren't on it is because compliance is difficult. Mm-hmm. So today there are four less restrictive versions of the diet. And you can read about all the stuff on our website at charliefoundation.org. But there is one of the less restrictive forms of the ketogenic diet is a low glycemic index treatment, 
There's a modified Atkins diet. There is a modified ketogenic diet. And there's an MCT oil diet. So they're and they're all in the same ballpark, but they don't involve weighing and measuring every bite of every meal for years. Let's talk more about that in particular. So okay. what is the keto diet and how does that work like in the body and in, with your brain chemistry? Right. So normally we just burn glucose for energy. But if you deprive, the, the ketogenic diet is a high fat, medium protein, very low carb diet. So when you go on a ketogenic diet, you deprive your body essentially of glucose. You don't eat sugar. You limit refined carbohydrates. And what that forces your body to do is use fat for a energy source as opposed to glucose, the way most of us are doing all the time. And when you burn fat, so that the residue, the ash, if you will, when you burn fat, is you produce ketone bodies. Ketone bodies have this amazing positive effect on the brain. And the science of the ketogenic diet isn't completely understood other than they know that ketones have this positive effect and there could be some other reasons why it works. And it could be that the ketogenic diet works well on different epilepsy syndromes. So Mm -hmm. it could be a different mechanism for one syndrome Mm -hmm. than another. But what is clear is that it works when drugs fail. Mm -hmm. So whatever the mechanisms are, they're different than the pills that we take. Okay. Now, is the keto diet a lifelong commitment sometimes? I know you said with Charlie, he was only on it for a short time. Yeah, Charlie was on it for five years, which actually is a long time. Oh, okay. They, today, they say if a kid goes on, or an adult, on a diet and you can and you become seizure-free and you wean off your medications, they're usually on it for a year and a half or two. And in the case of Charlie and many Charlies, tens of thousands of Charlies, you're cured. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's incredible and as incredible as you know, to be honest, when we started this all in ninety four, I thought, well, we'll start this Charlie Foundation and we'll tell people we'll try to toot our horns about this diet and maybe we'll be in that business for a year or something because every who wouldn't if your alternatives are drug your kid, operate on his brain or change what he eats, yeah. wouldn't you want to, I mean, wouldn't the most obvious thing be to change what he eats? Exactly. And the statistics, and these are unchallenged statistics for the last 50 years, are that after the failure of a first medication, there's a 13% chance the second medication will stop a person's seizures and a 1% chance that a third medication will. Right. So if you, you know, I invite anybody to ask his or her neurologist or epileptologist to challenge those those facts, because they don't. Those are the facts. Mm -hmm. But among the facts, I wish somebody had told me before we started shoveling drugs into Charlie. Yeah. Well, I remember years ago, I told you about the MSG-free diet that I had tried. And that took me about six months, seizure-free. Uh-huh. And it, was, it wasn't it was anything like the keto diet. It was just basically a clean diet. And I had been putting a lot of junk in my body before that, you know, soda, 
Doritos, junk, just processed foods. And, you know, just eating a clean diet in general will actually help the health of your neurons alone. So I can see why dietary therapies could work for a lot of people. Whether we have epilepsy or not, it's better off for eliminating sugar and processed carbohydrates from our diet. Mm-hmm. It, it just happens to have a more dramatic effect on people with epilepsy. And now they're finding out that the same diet can be an effective treatment for um, malignant brain tumors, early onset Alzheimer's, wow. autism. So it has, you know, a very positive effect on the brain. Yeah. What other dietary therapies do you talk about on your website that help people with epilepsy? Pretty much this is a classic ketogenic diet, which, and I probably should have said this earlier, which if you're going to try, you need to work in conjunction with a trained nutritionist who has experience with the ketogenic diet. It is, in fact, a medical therapy, and especially if you're taking medicine and all that kind of stuff, you need to work with a trained nutritionist and they can factor in, you know, medicines, activity level, appropriate weight for height, all sorts of variables. So it's important if you're going to do the classic ketogenic diet, Mm -hmm. which also needs supplements. Again, you can find all that information on our website at charliefoundation.org. What do you think about the trend where there's so many people posting about it all the time? There's these keto products. What, What do you think about all those? Well, I don't know that we're benefiting from all this because all the ketogenic diet stuff that we see online and all that today is very loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. It's not really ketogenic. Yeah. And, it's, and if, you're, if you're on it for like weight loss, I guess that's all fine. But if you have a real medical condition like epilepsy, you need to work to professionals and not just the latest Pinterest or whatever right. they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they have recipes out there, and it's almost making me wonder if it could be possibly dangerous information if someone bases it on that. Oh, absolutely. And they don't yeah, use it is. Especially if you, if you do have a medical, if you have epilepsy, and you just follow whatever the recipe is without working with a trained nutritionist, you can get in trouble. That, yeah. that doesn't work. So it is a medical therapy and needs to be thought of as a medical therapy if you're in the world of epilepsy or brain tumor, autism or stuff like that. Yeah, I completely agree. And you do have the resources on your website to help people kind of learn and transition into that. Yes, and we have tons of recipes on the website. We have a bunch of video of different medical and scientific experts from around the world talking about the use of the ketogenic diet for in particular for epilepsy. And so you get their insight and their experience with the diet. And even today, there's still an outstanding number of people who are either have their seizures improve or go away when they go on the diet. Mm-hmm. Statistically, over 50% of the people with epilepsy who go on the, on the diet have their seizures reduced by at least 50%, and somewhere between 15 and 24%. That's huge. That's huge, especially for the ones with severe epilepsies. It could yes. be a lifesaver. It really could. Yes. Yeah. Well, for the people that may be considering the keto diet or yeah. making that transition or for their children, do you have any advice for them since you've been through all of that? Yeah. Well, my advice, the moral of our story is that 
it's a little daunting, a little intimidating to understand that you are in control of your medical, largely in control of your medical destiny. But as soon as you wrap your mind around that fact, you become empowered because you have to educate yourself Mm -hmm. and make decisions. And as you make decisions, that can be, holy cow, you know, I'm not, I'm not just laying back and letting this happen to me. I'm being aggressive and I'm taking charge. And that, like I say, can be an empowering feeling. So there's not, it's just not the medical therapy aspect. It's that you're doing something more than just going to the drugstore to pick up the next prescription. Right. Well, you've done a great job at using your resources to help other people and make a difference in people's lives. Before we go, do you have any thoughts or advice for the epilepsy community that you would like to share? Well, I would say like the first 20 years of the Charlie Foundation just kept turning along. And, but then I started to realize, how come this hasn't been adopted? I mean, there's been great progress. When Charlie started the diet, there was one hospital in the world that had a keto program, and now there's like 275 mm. hospitals globally with keto programs. So there's been progress, but not enough. And so I started looking into, well, how come this is going so slowly? And there are forces at work in our healthcare system that have nothing to do with good health. And I say that a lot now, and nobody ever tries to hose me down. I think we all know that. But that, in particular, has an effect on epilepsy. There are drug companies that have huge effects on the epilepsy world Mm -hmm. and profit from seizures. There are medical device companies that profit. There is lots of misinformation in the cardiology community that will tell you that fat is bad and can cause heart attacks. And we've learned now that that conclusion is based on flawed science. Fact, in, in fact, fat is very healthy. There are hospital systems who profit from you know, epilepsy management, but not epilepsy cure. So if you're running a hospital, and I know this, this because I've heard it, some hospitals evaluate protocols not just based on efficacy, but how much revenue they will generate. That's the real world. And as soon as we wrap our minds around that's the real world, again, I think that makes us take our medical futures and our kids' medical futures into our own hands. You have to be your own advocate for sure in you today's to healthcare system. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And the sooner we wrap our minds around that, the better. Well, Jim, thank you so much for all you've done for the epilepsy community and for all the work that you continue to do. We appreciate you sharing your story with us today and for sharing the advice and information. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you all for listening, and I encourage you all to check out the Charlie Foundation. Again, that website is charliefoundation.org, and I will see you all back here next week. And remember always, fall down seven times, stand up eight. Peace.